Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. I'm here with football guru. <laughs> and I don't even know what that means. Close buddy of, of Colin Coward. This is the Colin Coward Podcast Network. Wow. You're one of my first guests on 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. I'm so fired up to have Greg Cosell. Do you remember when you first started going on with Colin? Well, it was when he was on his previous yeah, network. that's what they call it, the previous network. Yes, the previous network. That was a long time ago. Not that long, but... Three uh, or four years ago? Or yeah, four? maybe. Yeah. It's about that. And then ever since now, you just yeah. do radio interviews till the cows come home. Well, some. I guess let's, let's start with free agency. It's not that far away, so let's, there is one quarterback there. So the biggest free agent quarterback, to be a true free agent, at least we think right now they could get franchised and Washington's crazy like that. But how good do you think Kirk Cousins is? Well, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a classic case of a quarterback that if he has pieces around him, if there's a multidimensional offense, if then he can be a really efficient orchestrator and distributor. Yeah. I think ultimately that's the kind of quarterback that he is. So in Washington, when they've had a good run game, when he's had weapons on the perimeter, when Jordan Reed's been healthy. Throw I, that little wheel route to Chris Thompson. Yeah, you know, I think that he's good player, uh, he's, by the way. Very good player. Very good player. But I think that in that scenario, I think that Kirk Cousins is an efficient distributor of a multidimensional offense. And I thought that Jay Gruden's offense, was, which I, I really like, I think yeah. it's really well-designed and well-schemed, I think it fit Kirk Cousins really well. Kind of feels like there's some momentum and buzz. You've had a front-row seat with the Eagles, so you've right. seen this coach, John D. Filippo, now offensive coordinator yep. with Minnesota. When you talk about a, 
you know, a distributor of the football. They got a couple guys there. Dalvin Cook's coming back. Latavius had a good season. Obviously, their defense is phenomenal. Right. Be the best team he's ever played And they got some on. quality receivers in Thielen and Diggs. I mean, and if you're him, just big picture, you take a little less money. I'm never one to say anyone what money amount you should take, but that's a pretty darn good situation. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, too, because you do have a, a head coach in Mike Zimmer who obviously is a defensive coach. I would tend to think that he does not believe they didn't get to the Super Bowl because of the quarterback play. And I think Case Keenum actually had a really, really good season this year. He's a free agent as well. Um, So I'd be – I don't know if if Minnesota would break the bank for for Cousins. Now, obviously they have to line someone up, and right now they don't have anyone. But I'd be very anxious to see – and, and I don't know the balance of power there between Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, so I can't speak to that. But my guess is that Mike Zimmer would not want to break the bank for a quarterback given, I believe, they have Anthony Barr coming up. They have Kendricks coming up. They have Danielle Hunter coming up. If you can get them on a team-friendly deal relative to what right. quarterbacks make, then right. no-brainer. So, but if you're going to pay them $100 million. Which someone probably will. I, I and, and, and more power to Kurt. I mean, that's what life's about that's right? what it's about yeah i'm a bay area guy right and, and there's a question that kind of came up especially toward the end of december obviously jimmy got huge money and it was right. fantastic and Derek's career kind of went the other way and a, a classic question that is consistent in the bay area was for the next five eight years who would Greg Cosell oh. have? Derek, I'm putting you on the spot a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but that's – you know, I, I know you don't yeah. do stuff well, like that. Well, it's a hard question Who's because – Who's a better player? It's a hard question because Garoppolo has started – what did he start, five games or six games? He started five. All right. Seven career starts. So he has seven career starts. And I like Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? I like him a lot. I liked him coming out of college. I like his traits. I think he has the benefit of being with one of the best offensive coaches in Shanahan in the NFL – guy coached him before wasn't bad either no that's true too <laughs> i mean that's pretty so, good little tr- you right know, so Belichick, josh and then kyle so you know Derek carr coming into this year there were people who thought Derek carr was the next great quarterback in the nfl i'm raising my hand i know you like right him a lot too. i, I like him was, a lot too he was excellent exactly so you know i for whatever reason it didn't work this year in in uh, oakland with it with the coordinator who obviously is not there anymore so that's a hard question. Derek Carr's talent. My answer is still too. Derek, just because the body of work. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching Derek. Let's think about this, Greg. He's been playing now five years at Fresno State. That was four years in the NFL. Right. For eight straight years, he got better. From right. his freshman year in college all the way up until last year. And then everyone in Oakland, I mean, clearly got fired, people getting right. cut. Right. I mean, it was a disastrous right. season. This was for one eight of the, years, he improved. This was one of those seasons. Now, you know, I'm, I've always been a very big believer in coaching. Yeah. Ever since years and years ago, I, I was had the amazing opportunity to spend time with Bill Walsh. So I've always been a believer in coaching. You know, I think that, as you said, Garoppolo, first in New England and now with Kyle, is, is the beneficiary. And I'm with you. You can't deny his talent. No, his he's a talented his... guy. I like Jimmy G. Um, Derek Carr, as you said, has improved every year. He's now with John Gruden. We'll see how that plays out. But he's a talented, talented guy. You know, I know people like answers to those questions. Who would you rather I'd have? St- I'd still go with Derek. Who, who's the top close. five this and the top? But, you know. We're going to get into that here. Yeah, so. you know, that's. You know, <laughs> I know. I've been listening to you long Yeah, enough. yeah. That's where I come in. Right, right. So I still go Derek slightly. But I think, like you said, there are some. I mean, Gruden coming back after all these years. Kyle, 
you'd put them. I mean, you watch film different even than most people that watch film. Kyle's, Kyle's he's as good as, as, good as there is. Yeah, he's as good as there is. He was. He was. I thought even when they were one and nine, he was doing an excellent job. I, I agree with you, by the way. I, I I was just like, wow, they got something here. They, yeah, I mean his his run pass fusion because you could see with McVay because yeah. they were winning games. Yeah. But I was seeing the same thing. It's just one team had way less to work with. But it was right, obvious right. he was. I mean, his big run, time. his run pass fusion is as good as there is in the league. Yeah. I mean, it is so hard to see the difference between their play action pass game. You know, the initial look of it, and 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 a and a run play. Uh, you know, it's it's really really good. Okay, let's uh, let's get into the college crop. Okay. I'm just gonna go in the order that I like them. Okay. I think I'd probably I don't know your list. I'd have a pretty good idea, I think, which I don't have a list. I know, but the guys you'd like. Let's start with I think he's just best player when you factor in how important the position is, quarterback. Josh Rosen. I think he's the best quarterback of this crop, which I think is a really talented crop and definitely interesting slash fascinating slash polarizing, whatever you want to say. Rosen is what do you see when you watch Josh? He's very refined. I think he has repetitive mechanics. Which is uh, a good thing. A very good thing. He's like a, golf swing. a timing rhythm thrower. So the things we just talked about normally translate well to the National Football League. Um, I think he's athletic enough, not a great pocket mover, that he can get out of the pocket because he's certainly not unathletic based on his tennis background, but that he doesn't have great pocket movement. You know, he doesn't like navigate. Brady. He's slow, yeah. but he's incredible right. in the pocket. Right, right, right. Breeze, and, you know, those guys right, just right. in a little four-yard radius. Exactly, exactly. Now, Derek and Jimmy have quick feet when they right, you know, right. want to move. So right, right. So I don't think Rosen has slow feet, but pocket movement is, is an art as opposed to yeah. a function of, of athletic feet. Yeah. But when you watch Josh Rosen drop back, set up, plan, deliver a football uh, with a sense of timing, with a sense of anticipation, for the most part he's accurate. He looks like an NFL quarterback. You know, he was. So when you see him, obviously the positives, the arm strength, the accuracy, size. I mean, he's your prototypical. What's a negative from a football? Obviously, we talk about the personality, but tangible <coughs> right. negative that you see. beside the. Well, field, I like thought the there moment. were times that he missed some throws with a, with a lack of, of precise ball placement that I think he needs to make. Yeah. And that you'll need to make in the NFL. I mean, that A&M comeback could have been a pick. Just right, right, right. Touchdown. Right, and he made some throws in that game that are, are were sort of – outlier plays for him yeah. you know but you know so i think that that's Rolling something out across your body yeah he's not going to do that not... yeah i mean i would say john that when you look at someone like josh rosen i think the kind of quarterback he is as you project him and transition him to the nfl is i think he's probably in the sort of the matt ryan jared goff kind of quarterback yeah. you know an efficient player uh i think he's got a better arm than goff yeah i would probably say that that's fair uh, and, and Matt Ryan doesn't have a gun either, no. um, but I, I would say that That's a comp I've heard a lot. Yeah, he, he's that kind of quarterback. Very refined, understands how to play quarterback, has the look of a quarterback. You know, has a very good pocket feel in the structure of the offense. So he just he has the Top look. Top five pick talent. I would say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move to the other guy across the street, but it could take you an hour to get there. Right. 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 Sam Darnold. Uh, and Darnold, throwing him on tape. Yeah, Darnold's. I've seen a ton of Darnold. I watched him last year. I watched him this year. He's a big kid. Uh, he's a talented kid. He's 
another one of those discussions now that we start to have, John, about the balance between sort of secondary action outside of structure plays and pocket efficiency. His pocket efficiency is erratic. This year in particular, his accuracy was erratic. There were times he had blind spots in the middle of the field, and and only he could tell you. I I don't know why, but it looked like he didn't see defenders. Yeah. Um, Like Rosen, his team was not as talented. Right. Right. You know. One thing I've always tried. Yeah. And one thing I've always tried to do when I evaluate quarterbacks is isolate the quarterback. Yeah. From the team. You're good at that. You look at the the player. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's any denying. I probably crush him for things that aren't fair sometimes. Right, right. And people yeah. naturally do. I, I don't think there's any denying some of his traits. You know, he's big. He, he throws the ball well. He doesn't have a gun. But he certainly can make all the necessary throws. Yeah. Um, I would describe him as, at this point in time, as more of a baller than a technician. Yeah, very fair. Uh, Only I, 20 years old. Yeah, that, yeah. and that plays into where he gets drafted and what you think he can become. Yeah. Um, there's a looseness and an undisciplined nature to his game at this time. 10, 20 years ago, this guy's never coming out of school. No, he's you know? not at 20 years old. <laughs> no, right, he's staying right. and he's working. Right. He's getting incrementally better, and he still may be raw when so, he comes out. But The reason I mentioned the balance between those secondary action plays and pocket efficiency is it, then it comes down to me to coaching because I'm always a little leery, and maybe this is just my personal preference. Everybody yeah. – bring something when they when they evaluate players you bring up a, a preference yeah and i fully admit that but when he gets drafted does the the coach and the team basically say hey look we love the way you can make plays outside of structure you know we love your ability to do that we we want we want that to be a major part of your game i struggle with that as a as a coaching tool yeah i would rather really work with a guy and have him be as efficient as is possible with the subtleties and the nuances of the position yeah. and use the other part, the second reaction. You struggle with counting on that as yeah, being a positive. That should be the parachute to me, yeah. not not the plane, so to speak. John, as you know, that's a philosophy. Different people, reasonable, smart people will have different points of view about that. So I'm not saying I'm right. That's just my but personal I think point of view. at the end of the day, getting back to the Bay Area two quarterbacks, when they're on, both of them can light you up inside the pocket, three- and five-step and, drive, and beat and you I with their arm And I still believe 100%. that that's – to be a high level, look. If you're going to draft Sam Donald, one, two, three, four, five, whatever it is, you're betting on him becoming that. You're correct. Yeah, correct. Because I mean, look at the Eagles when Nick came in. You know, now granted, it right. was RPOs or whatever. It was inside the pocket for the most part. Him crushing. Correct. You know, that, that's correct. how you have to win. Okay. So Sam, like I said, Rosen. I I think he's the number one. I like pick. I, I like Darnold, Rosen's tape better than I like Darnold's tape. Is he to you when you you have to factor this in with him because he's twenty and the upside and everything? Right. Is he still a top five player to you? It's obviously a much bigger projection. Well, I think because of the position, yes, because we know that quarterbacks will get taken. Yeah. And the one thing he really has going for him, just knowing people at USC. You know, and I know you don't always comment on this when you don't know. And you've probably heard. I mean, he's a high character. I've high heard level. he's a great kid. Yeah. And, yeah. That works and I won't get to, to talk to him. So I can't speak to that, but I've obviously heard great things about him. Okay, let's go to the third guy that's probably the most polarizing of the bunch who had an unreal. I mean, he's really had a fantastic three-year run at Oklahoma. How good was Baker Mayfield? I, I really liked him on tape. Yeah. And here's what I did, just so people understand what I did. I probably watched six full games, 
and that's on coaching tape. I'm yeah. not watching highlights. You're watching the All 22. I'm watching the All 22. I watched all of his third down throws, and I watched all of his 15 plus. You guys got some good software at NFL Films. Yeah. You can, uh, yeah. Cut so, so that's what I did. Okay. Yeah. So I watched a lot of plays, a lot of throws, a lot of dropbacks. Just of 17. Like, yeah, just as, although on? I watched him yeah. l- last summer, I watched him getting ready for the year. Yeah, yeah. I, first of all, I thought he improved a lot, and I'll tell you what really stood out to me when I watched the 15 plus plays is the large, large, large majority were structured plays. Yeah, I agree. Timing, structured rhythm throws in the pocket. In the pocket. Now, his feet are, I think, naturally a little frenetic. Just, I think that's that's the way he is. Yeah. But that may just be a personal thing with him. Yeah. But would you I put th- Darnold same type deal? A little frenetic in the pocket. Darnold, much more of his plays were outside of structure. Yeah. Than than Mayfield's. Mayfield was a pocket quarterback in his fifteen plus yard plays. Yeah. And he's got a very compact delivery. He's accurate. He's got a good arm. I think people started to go the other way with him because. You know, a lot of people initially thought, oh, he doesn't have a good arm. So then a lot of people said, oh, no, he's got a big arm. He doesn't have a big arm, but he's got a good arm. Yeah. If you, you had to go, let's rank. Rosen one, then Darnold Baker. Who, who would you say has a better arm? See, I think. It's tricky because I like, think Nick ultimately. Rosen doesn't have a great arm, but he can throw it a lot. Right. Way. I think Darnold ultimately has a stronger arm than he shows because I think his lower body mechanics are problematic. Yeah. And I think if his lower body mechanics were pristine, Darnold would have a pretty strong arm. And he, I know he's working with my good friend Jordan Palmer, uh, and, and Jordan will, will clean up as much as he possibly can clean up. I think Darnold has a better arm than the tape shows because his lower body mechanics at times are a mess. Yeah. It's, but so, Mayfield I liked on tape. I think you can watch and see concepts in college that you see in the NFL. Yeah. It, it's like Lamar Jackson. I don't know if we'll discuss him or not. You know, but, He'll come up next. But Lamar Jackson in Bobby Petrino's offense – there are a ton of NFL route concepts. Yeah. You know, the, the kinds of things I see every week watching NFL tape, I see watching Louisville. Yeah. So I think that that's a little overrated. The one thing about the NFL game, and you know this because you watch it, there's a ton more quick game now in the NFL. Three-step drop, five-step drop. The ball gets out. Define reads, define throws. Well, what, if, what if you see Baker Mayfield? And let's use Foles again as an example. And you go, well, I'm just going to steal a lot of stuff he did really well in Oklahoma, and we're going to run that next year on top of some of the stuff I run. Correct. I'm going to implement the stuff. Coaches, and it feels like with the amount of offensive coaches, especially the young ones that aren't as maybe stubborn and old school as years past, would be like, we'll just run half of Baker's offense in Oklahoma. Right. But but there's a lot of stuff that he already runs. things he's already come from. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. already translate to our play. Exactly. I mean, Lincoln Riley was – creative in more of a gimmicky way than the NFL is, and you're probably not going to do those things. But I think the more basic stuff is basic stuff. Do you have an NFL comp for Baker? It's hard because there aren't many short mm, Probably not. I mean, I've seen from people I know and, and respect, they think he can be Drew Brees. And I'm not going to say he can or can't. Seems um, pretty bold. And I, 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 I always struggle with comparisons to Hall of Fame quarterbacks like that. But you want to hear mine? The 2007. I don't think he's Russell Wilson. I think that's not the right comparison well, I at agree. all. Russell's much more athletic. He's got a strong Russell has a stronger yeah. arm. I saw a 2017 version of Case Keenum. 
And it, I think that's actually a pretty good comparison. It, it, and that, that would be assuming Baker becomes a pretty good player, right? Because 2017 I, case was good. I, I think that's that's a pretty good comparison. But in fact, Drew Brees, I mean, he's one of the top ten quarterbacks of all time. In that fact, seems before strong. I'd even watch, I, I would joke around with my our matchup crew, you know, the guys that we that we work yeah. together every day. And, you know, obviously we talk I football. I work with Lewis. Yeah. But, uh, no, the guys, you know, who are actually, you know. In the office. In the office, yeah. you know. These are guys who scouted. They've coached. You know, that's yeah. our matchup team. I'd come in every game and joke with them and say, Baker Mayfield's going to be the number one pick in the draft. So I would joke with them. But then I'd say, you know, Case Keenum's year is helping Baker Mayfield. 100%. Because you're dealing with a guy that's six feet tall, give or take, in, in Keenum, who a little better arm than people probably think. Not a gun by any means, yeah. but a little better arm than people probably think. Was very good with second reaction plays. with Just little movements. I'm not talking about running around, yeah. you know, and... You know, Baker Mayfield has a lot of that in his game. I liked Baker Mayfield. Top 10 player? I think he's going to be. I think so, too. And I think he's got a chance to succeed. And you know what's so fascinating, John? And, and, you know, I don't know how much of an historian you are with the game, but 10, 15 years ago, Baker Mayfield would be a seventh-round afterthought. Without I, – I don't even think he'd get drafted. Yeah. I don't think he'd get drafted. And I, I think that's fun. I, I, when you say 10 years ago, Greg, I would say when I – I got in the league in 2010. That's eight years ago now. I would say 10, 11. You could be right. And, I, and to me, that's the fun of the game. I know how you know, fast the, things change. The, the, the fact that, it, it, I agree. that it's constantly evolving. And just when you think something. We you wouldn't know, even be able to play, talk about this player like we are. No. You know? And who's to say that four or five years from now, you're not going to see more teams running out of the straight I formate? You, I, you I, never know how the game evolves over time. So let's go to an, the next guy. We'll, we'll come to Lamar last. Yeah. I think this guy would definitely have been talked about in the history of football. You're talking Josh Allen. Just a talent. And yeah. Depending on who was drafted. You can make the argument, the you talk about going back in the history of football, you could make the argument that Josh Allen is very similar to John Elway when he came out of Stanford. And I don't know if you, you probably don't remember that far back. That was 1983. Born in 84. There you go. I'd I, already been in NFL films before, four years. Before we get into this, Josh, I'm not a big fan just because those type guys that are inaccurate – well, and it's just, funny you say that so because I, I, I John know. Elway, in the first eight or nine years of his career, and I'm sure people will look this up. I, I certainly don't know the exact numbers, but the first eight or nine years of his career, and granted, Elway got to playoff games and got to a couple, couple Super, Bowls. Super Bowls, but he had more interceptions than touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, or they were relatively even, yeah. and he might have been a 54, 55% passer. You know, and he, well, I take it you like Josh Allen. No, I'm just yeah. – Josh Allen is – I think there's – a distinction between arm strength and arm talent that needs to be made here. Make it. Josh Allen has an incredibly strong arm. Incredibly strong arm. He was a baseball pitcher, he'd be throwing 100. Right. But I view arm talent as the ability to make all different kinds of throws. Throws that require pace and touch. Like Drew Brees against Minnesota. Correct. In that playoff game. Right. No one would say Drew Brees has high-level arm strength, but he is a beautiful arm talent. Gorgeous. Steve Young. Yeah. You know. I don't think Peyton, all those Josh guys. Allen is a great arm talent, even though his arm strength is super high level. Yeah. He can't really make the pace and touch throws. His accuracy is problematic. Like Philip Rivers in his prime. Just oh, I love arm talent. Even last year, Philip Rivers was pretty no, pretty Phillip's awesome. Good yeah. <clears throat> but but yet there's going to be plays with Josh Allen. And the fact that he's almost 6'5 and almost 240 pounds, and the way he moves at that size, there's going to be plays that are wow plays that not many quarterbacks can make those kind of individual plays. 
He has a couple on tape in 16. I remember oh, looking at him. That he had like, one where he whoa. rolled left. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. To me, he's a perfect example, John, of a guy that needs to be coached hard and well. Yeah. And coaching is critical. He's, you can't just roll the ball out and say, wow, you're a talented guy. If he fails, well, why? What would be the He'll biggest He'll fail because of reason. his lack of accuracy. Improvable attribute to you? I don't know. It, I mean, it's an ongoing discussion. I don't know. Most people don't have the – I remember one time I was interviewing and talking to Warren Moon, and he was a guy that kind of consistently improved. Now, yes. Again, but he always he's threw hall, a beautiful ball. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So he would – right. consider him an outlier. Most people just aren't born – if you're not a 65% passer – you know, at 20, it's rare that you're just going to be right. one at 35. But you're not necessarily, because he has the big playability, he can do other things. Carson really kind of was doing, he was playing obviously at a high level, but he had so many flash plays this year right. that he could be making a poor throw, a poor throw, and then boom, hits you for 50. But I thought this year Wentz improved no, he, he was ba- dramatically in, with his accuracy from his rookie year. Yeah. And regardless of what the completion percentage was. E- exactly, I'm with but you. But I thought that, you know. Catchable was, balls. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you can have a game where you go, and I, I saw it this year with Derek, where you go 18 to 38, but you hit multiple guys in the hands. Right. Well, a guy tripped. Crabtree you know, had a lot of drops uh, this year. Amari, uh, too. Yeah, yeah know, Mari so too. There's yeah. so many things that but, go into but, it. The kind of accuracy I'm talking about with Josh Allen, he missed what are very routine throws. When I say by missed, a, by a long shot. I'm not, and somewhere it wasn't by a long shot, but they're critical. Where, in other words, a guy might be running a shallow cross. Like a layup throw. A layup throw, and he throws it on his back shoulder, and the guy may catch the ball, but then he falls down because he has to contort his body just to catch the ball. I don't even think it's arguable. He's got the best chance to be, oh my God, this guy made Pro Bowls and just doing these Sports Center highlights to he's out of the league in five years. You know, the, you see, could be see, right. And, and, I mean, most players right. do. But he, but he feels like Think of it this way. You work, you work in the NFL, so you've worked for a team. Yeah. It's a lot easier to justify to the powers that be big time. Josh Allen than no Baker doubt. Mayfield. 100%. Because you can look at Josh Allen and go, hey, look at this kid. He's almost 6'5". He's 240. He's got a hose. Yeah. He can move. He's this. He's that. Hey, they, Je- hey, Jeffrey Lurie, Jed York, look at this guy. Look at this guy. And then hey, if Josh, he, come in the room. And then if he fails and you're the scout who loved him, then you can say to the – You loved him too. <laughs> you, you, they didn't coach him right. This guy's got a ridiculous talent. Just yeah. look at his t- – you know, look at the measurables, look at the talent. Whereas with Baker Mayfield, if he fails – and I'm not saying he will. I like yeah, him. I don't I, think he's going to fail at all. But if, if he does, you can say, point. you know – if you draft him really high and he fails, it's much tougher to justify a guy than, oh, he's only a little over six feet. He doesn't look the part. He de- it's easier to justify, you know, J- Josh Allen not making it. Let's, let's go with the last guy. I know Hall of Famer said that he should play wide receiver. Uh, yeah, well, if you, if, if you read Bill's clarifying remarks, you understand where he's coming I, from. I, I'm, I mean, I Bill Polian is. I, 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 I mean, the blowback was yeah, nuts. Yeah, I mean, Bill yeah. Polian's resume speaks for itself. Yeah. I, and I agreed with the, what he said. You know, it was social media stuff because in social media, you, there's no substance no, because it, it has to be so short. Us millennials, we don't click on the links. We just read the headlines. Exactly. So when you watch Lamar Jackson on tape, what do you see? He's another guy I liked a good amount as well. And, and I'm not saying top ten, but I don't, think, I don't think he's a runner in the sense that he just drops back and pulls the ball down. Yeah. Now, obviously, he can run. And they designed runs for him because it's college football and Bobby Petrino has to win football games. And he is a dynamic runner. 
I think he's a more dynamic runner than Michael Vick. Yeah, he's pretty special. Um, now, you have to be careful with that at the NFL level because of his body type. Uh, he's not short, but he's he's not girthy. You and, know, and that, when they talk about size, that's what they mean. Not yeah. necessarily height. Right, right. You know, most people um, talk about like waist size, lower body size. Stint. I'd love to have his waist size, no, but but I, but I think his um, <laughs> I think that when he drops back, he looks to throw the football. Yeah. As I said, there were a lot of pro pass game concepts, route combinations, both to the boundary, two receiver route concepts to the boundary, three receiver route concepts to the field. You know, he's been schooled in this. Um, you know, I think that he needs a little work with his mechanics, with his lower body. I think he tends to have his feet a little too close together. Too tight, yeah. yeah, too tight when he throws the football. Um, I saw a guy miss some layup throws like you were talking about Josh Allen. He makes some of the highlights. Yeah, throws, but I mean, he also just throws the yeah. basic wheel route or yeah, I mean, so that raises Ooh. the question as to whether can that be fixed. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been led to believe by people who are real high-level quarterback people, and I believe it to be true, you can clean up a, a guy's lower body. I don't think you can change the way a guy throws a ball. Yeah. But I think you can clean up waist down. I, I, I'm in agreement. So, so I, I think Lamar Jackson, you know, the issue for him, playing off what Bill Polian said, is if you draft him because he's so dynamic – is if you start feeling like you want to just get him on the field, then you'll hinder his quarterback development. You know, two guys, Vic, the year before I got to Philly, Andy had some plays for him. And if people probably forget now, Kaepernick's first year, they had some packages. Right, right, him. right. If you can do something like that. I had an exec tell me he thinks he's the wild card in the draft because if they're big picture thinking organization, right. that has plans like that, and maybe a quarterback they're going to have for the next year or two, well, they me, can slowly implement Let me ask in. you this, okay? Let's look at what Bill O'Brien did with Deshaun Watson in Houston for those five games or six games before Deshaun got hurt. Yeah. That was pretty special. It was unreal. He put him in the gun. He ran a lot of what is viewed as college stuff. What he's comfortable with. Why can't you do that with Lamar Jackson? It's been proven over and over. Like, the thing Kaepernick couldn't transition to was all the nor- the plays that the coaches want to run. He ran his plays really well. Right. And if and that's the question, like, can Deshaun ever – and you know, I'd argue you might not even – like you said, back to the whole premise of the spread offense, the game has completely changed. Like, you see it on the other side of the ball. People are going to make a big deal if Roquan Smith is 5'10". I don't really care as much anymore. You know, if he can go sideline to right, sideline right. and cover – Well, like, the issue Kaepernick had, because a lot of people could say, why, you know, why can't he do, let's say, what Deshaun did, because, as you know, because I do San Francisco radio, yeah. is – Kaepernick would not throw the ball to the defined open read. Yeah. For some reason, a lot of times that didn't register. Well, and, and there's a level, and same with Vic was like this. He just struggled at processing the other side. The right, defense, right. The coverages, where the blitz was coming from. Right. And then things would happen so fast, he just short But I think the nature of... There's an innate quality that Deshaun has to just play the position. And I right, think and you, ma- see, you see it definitely in like the Baker Mayfield. Right, and thing. it's hard to know if Lamar has that. But I think one of the He's things... He's definitely flashed some of it. I think one of the things when you do the spread stuff and the shotgun stuff is there's so many elements of misdirection, of deception in those offenses that the reads are very defined. Now, obviously, when it's third and nine, it's different. But I'm talking about when you're on schedule with your offense, when you're in normal down and distance situations. So I think to myself, and, and I think that Deshaun Watson was clearly more advanced than Lamar is right now. But I just think overall, why can't Lamar Jackson run that kind of offense? 
I think there's a good chance when when day one of the draft is over that we've seen five quarterbacks come off the board. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Because the first three we talked about, Rosen Darnold, they're going high. Mayfield's going to go Baker's high, too. Baker's going to go high, too. Guys like Josh do The only way Baker Mayfield doesn't go high is if he goes through this combine and, just, and people think he's a total idiot. I, I'm with you. And, as we and I don't think that'll happen. No, I, I don't either. Josh Allen's just do not fall that far. That, no, those no, talents. no. Worst case no. to me, he, he may not be top five, yeah. but he that kind of talent's not falling out of the first round. And then, like we've talked about, Lamar is just this ultimate curveball that yeah. teams can project easier now than probably ever. That if you'd said that he ended up going 14 or 18, I wouldn't be shocked. So at you all. could make the argument that Lamar Jackson, with his overall skill set, is a game changer. Yeah. I agree. And it's hard. If you use them correctly. It's hard to, Coaching matters, to pass said. up game changers. Uh, I think he's going to end up going higher than people think. I, it's kind of turned the other way on him. It's I so negative. I tend to agree. And I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan. Right. I've just. But, I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough earlier today, and they're good friends of mine, to have a great conversation with Bill Paulino and Lewis Riddick. Yeah. And you know Lewis, obviously. You know, and we were talking just about that. You know, we were talking about it in the context of running backs, actually, about this this philosophy that sprouted up over the last number of years that you don't take running backs early. Yeah. You know, just because of the position, regardless of the player, that you just don't take a running back early. And I'm not going to take credit for this, but Bill said, and I agree 100% once he said, he said, that's so silly. He said, if a guy is a game-changing player, you take him. He said, Ezekiel Elliott is a game-changing kind of player. He said, you take him. I'm with you. Now, if a guy's not, I'm not, you know, Kerryon Johnson, okay, from Auburn, whether you like him or don't like him, he's not a game changer. Oh, yeah. You're not going to draft him in the Royce top Freeman from 30. Oregon, right, whoever. Right, you know, right. You can list 100 players. Saquon Barkley is likely to have game-changing ability. I'm with you. So what are you going to do, not take him because you have this abstract view that, oh, I'm not going to take a, quarter, uh, a running back? That makes no sense. You're a smart man, Greg. Well, well. Th- I live with a lot of women, so I don't hear that very often. <laughs> thanks a lot for coming on uh, the 3 and Out podcast. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, John. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I, I appreciate Greg Cosell, all the guests that came on this week. Howie Roseman, GM of the Eagles, Matt Nagy, head coach of the Bears, and it's just been a football meat sandwich of a week. Colin Coward Podcast Network is going to be big time. 3 and Out is going to be big time. We're going to keep this thing rolling right into free agency, into the draft, into OTAs. There's nothing in the NFL, college football. This is 365. Live it, breathe it, sleep it. Uh, we're going to keep it rolling here, right here on 3 and Out. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'll keep the takes and the thoughts coming. Again, this thing starts and ends with you guys listening. Appreciate everyone. It's been a fun week here at the Combine. And we'll, we'll keep this bad boy rolling. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.